Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 241 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, PT, and today we're going to be talking about a mystery evaluation about a patient with lateral knee pain. We're going to go over his mechanism of injury. We're going to talk about how I evaluated this patient and discuss the management of this patient. And with that, we are going to attach to the show notes today a video of this patient and his presentation. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first-ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So I've had this really overwhelming uh, request to do more patient case scenarios and uh, that there's been uh, you know, a really good response to the ones that we've had in the past. And I think it's a great way to learn. I think that we see sometimes these unusual presentations that we just don't see every day. And um, it's good to just make sure that we keep our eyes open and we be attentive to other issues and other problems out there that maybe we don't see very often, but we need to still remember that they exist. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of patients out there who have diagnoses that can be very, very difficult to get to the bottom of. And I've, I want to say in the last three to four months, I've had three patients who have completely, completely baffled me um, to the point where we've even sent one gentleman to um, Boston for evaluation and they have not been able to come up with a diagnosis with him and two others that we're in the process of doing the same thing with. Um, you know, you just can't put a finger on everything all the time and it can be somewhat frustrating. Um, but, you know, do your best, break open the books, collaborate with people who specialize in maybe the area that you're working in uh, with this particular patient and, and, and do your best to try to give the patient something, you know, try to make them as functional as possible with the issues that they have until they can get to a better diagnosis where they can do better treatment. Um, so let's go on to our patient, Gary, uh, who is approximately 55 to 56 years old. Um, and Two weeks earlier before his evaluation uh, had slipped and had fallen, I happened to bump into Gary at uh, an automotive store where he works and he was dragging his leg, like literally dragging his leg and uh, obviously in some acute discomfort. And I said, Gary, what's going on? I knew he was a pretty tough guy because I'd seen him in the past. And, and he said, well, you know, I slipped and I fell and I hurt my, my knee. 
and it's just not working very well. So I brought him into the clinic and I just said, listen, tomorrow morning, eight o'clock, I want you coming into the clinic. We're going to take a look at you, put you on a plinth where we can do a good assessment and give you some direction. So um, he he was nice enough to do that. And uh, when he came in, um, you know, he gave me this story. So he said, you know, two weeks earlier, I had I was at my camp. It was raining out. I slipped and kind of tried to catch myself a couple times and ended up falling. And he said he wasn't that bad that night, but the next day was severe, severe discomfort. And he said he had a little bit of tingling down the anterolateral part of his leg. And um, since then has been having considerable difficulty walking on it, had not been to his primary care, had not gone to the emergency department, um, just hoping that it um, gets better. And so um, when I take a look at it, Number one, there was um, no swelling, there was no effusion, no intraarticular effusion. He had a negative brush test. He had no obvious synovitis around the knee. His patella was moving well. He had a good quad set. He had full extension, full flexion of the knee, both passively and actively without any issues like whatsoever, just as clean as could be um, and pain-free. I also um, noticed that... um, he had no discomfort to the medial aspect of his knee. He did point to pain around the lateral side of his knee. So um, what I do with a situation like this, I usually kind of rule out everything else first. Um, I check to make sure that he didn't have a DVT. So he had a negative Holman sign. He had good foot and ankle range of motion. We checked his reflexes, his sensation. He had a negative sitting and supine straight leg raise test. So he cleared the lumbar spine to make sure there was nothing going on there. Uh, I assessed his hip. He had full flexion of the hip, full internal and external rotation, no problems there. And he had a uh, prior fusion to his ankle on the same side. Uh, There was no issue there. He had no foot and ankle discomfort. He did have some limited range of motion, obviously, because he had the fusion. Um, So then I started to focus a little bit more on the knee and um, assessed his medial collateral, medial capsule. He had no medial joint line tenderness. He had no lateral joint line tenderness either. He had good patella mobility. He had good leg control. He was able to do a straight leg raise without an extensor lag. Um, what else? He had no popliteal fullness, uh, so no Baker cyst or any issue uh, back there. And then, uh, like I said, I evaluated his lateral joint line, and that was non-painful. So then at that point, I asked him to put his finger on where it hurt the most, and he pointed to his proximal fibular area, kind of proximal calf. And um, so that's when I started to focus in on that a little bit. And so I then performed a varus stress test to his knee to find that that was quite uncomfortable. Now, we did it at zero degrees first, which stresses the capsule a little bit more. And then we flexed him to about 25 to 30 degrees, and we did the test again. And when we did this test, um, not only was he painful, but um, there was also a little click associated with this. And so, you know, one would think, you know, did he injure his, his lateral collateral ligament, um, you know, when he fell like that. But he did not have any 
pain in the joint line and the lateral collateral does cross the joint line. So we should have had some discomfort a little bit with that. Um, and then what I did is I proceeded to palpate his fibula, which I do with most people who have some sort of a fall, either an ankle sprain or they've sprained their knee. I always check out that fibula because you never know what could be going on there. So I start midway down the fibula and I'm working my way up. And, and as I'm about two thirds of the way up his fibula, he starts to develop some discomfort more proximally at the proximal fibula. Then as I get closer, I keep palpating toward the proximal fibular head, it becomes much more painful. And even when I move it a little bit, there's a very definitive click slash crunch that I could hear there. Um, so at that point, we suspected that he had a uh, fibular fracture, a proximal fibular fracture. Okay. Now in the video that you're going to see in the show notes, um, I cut that video at this point because I had left it as an open-ended evaluation type of video uh, for people to throw suggestions about what the diagnosis would be. But we did diagnose him with a proximal fibular fracture. And the way we managed this was we immediately contacted the local orthopedic office and asked them to take him in. They brought him in within an hour or two, if I remember right. And uh, they x-rayed him and uh, lo and behold, he did have a proximal fibular fracture. Uh, they immobilized him uh, for a period of four weeks or so. He did much better with that. He was able to get around and function uh, much better throughout the day. Um, it healed up and it settled down and uh, and he did very well so you know not something you see very often and uh, you know when you first take a look at this guy or you listen to his presentation kind of sounds like an LCL or a lateral capsule type of injury but um, it wasn't and uh, so by f by digging a little bit deeper and continuing our evaluation we did uh, find that he had a fibular fracture managed that and he is well on his way I actually saw him not too long ago and this was this video is very old you'll notice um, I had a lot of hair back then and and the video quality is not uh, that great, uh, but it does give you uh, the whole presentation on a patient who actually has this problem, and you can see Gary yourself and um, and see how he's doing. So I saw him recently, and he's doing great. He's not had any problems with that leg ever since then. So, um, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, quote-unquote mystery evaluation of uh, this patient with lateral knee pain. If this is something you enjoy, let me know. I have... Uh, oodles of cases like this that I have done in the past um, that uh, are kind of deceiving at first, but then when we uh, hone in, we can kind of get to a nice diagnosis and uh, better management process because that's really what OrthoEvalPal is all about, right? It's about getting a better orthopedic evaluation so you can direct your patient and not just treat them, but manage them better, okay? I didn't do any treatment on this gentleman whatsoever. All I did was manage his case and send him in the right direction. So I um, hope you all have a great day. Again, be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.